Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1108, air date September 19th. 2022. I know that you have been talking a lot about the fentanyl crisis in America. It's something we've been covering a lot on this show. And the Biden administration is seems very disinterested in, in doing anything about it. If they cared about the fentanyl crisis that's killing millions, uh, thousands of Americans, they would secure our border for starters, but they're not. Yeah. So I think, let me just sort of give the, um, I'm going to sort of um, distill this down to the essential points here. First of all, we need to understand the history of this entire crisis. So if you go back to 1913 is when the FDA was founded. In 1970 is when the Controlled Substance Act was put put into place by the Nixon administration. And at that same point is when the DEA was created. And there was a very interesting drug, which was like aspirin that had been used even before the FDA called diacetylmorphine. You've heard of morphine, right? Well, diacetylmorphine was essentially taking the morphine and attaching to acetyl groups. And that had been used, believe it or not, uh, you know, very, very uh, people would use it like aspirin. There wasn't all this rampant addiction and it was used for pain. So that's sort of the background. Now, when the DA gets created in 1970, guess what they do? They do something quite interesting. They declare that diacetylmorphine, which was used for chronic pain by Americans for many, many years, even before 1913, was essentially now a schedule one substance that even doctors could not prescribe, all right? Mm-hmm. So all these people with chronic pain, we were like aspirin, they were using diacetylmorphine, which is essentially morphine, but with two diacetyl groups, which means when you take it, it essentially becomes morphine. And then they rebranded that uh, substance as heroin. So it's the first time I think ever they've taken a generic and they branded it as heroin. So now suddenly heroin, has this halo effect and people have to go to the streets to get it. So it literally created a product on the streets. Um, And the DEA starts explosively growing and this becomes so-called this drug that no one should be taking when if you really look at it it was diacetylmorphine, which had existed for many, many years. So so heroin use is explosively growing. Uh, People are, and by the way, you can get morphine for very cheap Heroin, which is this exact same thing as uh, uh, diacetylmorphine as morphine, is selling for a thousand times more. So drug dealers are making a ton of money and, uh, uh, you know, heroin uh, sales are explosively growing. Then something very, very interesting happens. Uh, You know, probably Purdue Pharma, which was uh, started by the Sacklers. They uh, put out a drug called Oxycontin, right? And Oxycodone or Oxycontin, which is, there's, there's the same drug. One is a time release version of it, which slowly releases, you take two pills and oxycodone. And interesting enough, even though I'm not a big promoter of big pharma, uh, oxycodone uh, was heavily tested. It went through clinical trials. People figured out the right dosaging and it was for chronic pain and, and doctors were essentially uh, offering that. Guess what happens when oxycodone comes out? Heroin sales, literally plump, heroin on the street plummets by 50% because now doctors could actually offer patients something for chronic pain. 60% of the people were using diacetylmorphine, AKA heroin, were using it because they actually add chronic pain. So now they could go to their doctors and legally get it prescribed. So heroin sales plummet drastically. And these are the connections people can make for themselves. In fact, SAMHSA, which is the government uh, under the Biden administration, the drug organization, uh, they, you know, heroin sales went down to 10 cents a bag, okay? 
because oxycodone people could go legitimately from their doctors and get it. However, because heroin, because oxycodone now threatened heroin sales, and we should do some investigative research on this, we can talk more. Suddenly, there's this huge public outcry against oxycodone and oxycontin. And, and in fact, uh, many, many hospitals, uh, in fact, it becomes a Schedule II drug, and doctors are, um, can only prescribe it through pain centers. So now, guess what happens? The sales of uh, people can't uh, get, uh, you know, those people with chronic pain can't go to these pain centers. And suddenly there's a new drug introduced called fentanyl, okay? And fentanyl is sort of the heroin version 2.0, or essentially it is the alternative to oxycodone. And you see 50% uh, less use of oxycodone and fentanyl sales start exploding because that is an illegal drug. Remember, fentanyl is typically given to people after surgery during this very short period of time. Doctors really can't prescribe it. Well, fentanyl comes, it's manufactured in China. It comes over to Mexico and into the United States. And typically take, they take the fentanyl and mix it in with other stuff. It's only been recently that uh, the United States government went after China, but now fentanyl is actually made in Mexico and brought in. But if you really look at this entire arc, you had diacetylmorphine, which has existed for about a, over 100 years, which is used like aspirin by people for chronic pain. And because of the DEA's policy, suddenly diacetylmorphine becomes illegal, a Schedule One drug. Doctors can't even prescribe it. So people start moving to heroin on the streets. Does that make sense? And so, yeah. Yeah. so that movement of everyday people trying to go get it on the streets. And they're, essentially there's this big halo effect. When morphine, diacetylmorphine is essentially morphine with two acetyl groups. When you take heroin in the body, it just dissipates into morphine because there are a, a number of people with chronic pain. Oxycontin comes or oxycodone, same thing with the time release version. A very, very uh, a valuable drug. Doctors were able to prescribe it in particular ways. Yes, there were some misuse, but turns out it's only about 4%. It was a lot of hype around this, but that hype and then the attack on oxycodone literally created the gateway for fentanyl sales. And now fentanyl is like the new oxycontin, isn't like the new heroin on the streets and fentanyl sales have exploded and oxycodone. As I just to give you some statistics, 30,000 people, and this is from SAMHSA, uh, allegedly died of overdose every year in the early 90s. Today, over 100,000 people allegedly die from a drug overdose from fentanyl. But this is really misguided policies in my view of the uh, DEA. And you can also look during this period from the 70s to today, anyone can just Google, see how explosively the DEA's budget has grown during this period. So DEA's budget has grown and you have more people now uh, dying of drug overdose. It doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, it certainly doesn't. We'll have to we'll have to take a deeper dive into this because it really does show how big pharma has been so complicit over over the decades in getting millions and millions and millions of people hooked on these poisonous drugs. Dr. Shiva, we'll have you back again to have another deep dive on all of this. Really appreciate that insight. Good. Thank you. Be well. Have a good day. Thank bye bye. You. Coming up next, we have more on Biden. Thank you so much, Doctor. Have a good one. Great. Thank you. You're welcome. So Texas with their little babies. More on.